Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We are live in this bitch. Um, I never say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, Strahd, what? He, he curses. People still don't know that I curse. It's, 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 oh my God. It's I got, a weird phenomenon. I get two comments today from the same person that was like, it's really distasteful how much you curse. And I was like, oh, baby doll, you don't even know. <laughs> I am well, all kinds of sucka, distasteful. Fucking dumb. <laughs> Guys, when when we're not like making videos for you guys, we are like awful, horrible people in <laughs> yeah. the fucking potty mouth department. You guys don't even know. <laughs> well, like, they got a little I taste had... of it last week with our. I had to put a <laughs> had to put a disclaimer at the beginning. I was like, so this is a little taste of our our Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, it's a little bit more graphic than our usual <laughs> content. I I know we we kind of went in on that one. Yeah, because like, yeah. we it was supposed to be secret. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, we didn't know. We didn't know that it was for everybody. But um, it's funny because whenever we upload upload our podcast, there's a little toggle to switch, like whether it's explicit or clean. And we're always Uh explicit because I I do curse. But I was like, I feel like this one needs to be like, what what is what is the podcast equivalent of like our (laughs) rating? It's more than explicit. it's very it's very explicit it's not nc-17 but i think it's like it's pushing the button it's like it's like hovering over the nc-17 button especially (laughs) like especially after like my little you know i talked about how much i love redheads and comics but anyway (laughs) um (laughs) you know i didn't realize how like graphic i could be until like a boss of mine at work was like yo like my daughter loves your stuff his daughter's like like probably like under 10 it's like oh yeah my daughter loves your videos and like she was one she was like we tried to listen to your podcast together and within the first five minutes we were like nope uh, <laughs> she can't listen to that and i was like well geez like i didn't understand that how was that that graphic but yeah my, sorry when i first started like getting traction on tiktok my sister told her kids and her oldest daughter oh. is okay i'm now i'm on the line here i think that vivi is God, wait a minute. Is she already seven turning eight? Ooh. I'm going to freak out you if she's turning know. eight this month. She, her birthday is in, like, is in like five days. Um, but <laughs> anyways, Bad um, she's young. Bad she's young. <laughs> and, <laughs> she's young. <laughs> and um, my, my sister was like, well, she wants to see some of your videos. And I was like, 
uh i don't know <laughs> what i could show her i yeah it was like a moment where i was like mm. oh hey i yeah maybe some more family friendly content i should focus on i you know and i try to i really do try because i have a uh, little cousin slash little brother and no not in like a hillbilly sense okay guys like i'm talking like my aunt raised me like from a teenager and into adulthood so her son is kind of like my brother because you know i grew up with him but he you know he calls me his brother and he's like you're the best big brother ever and like i love all your stuff on tiktok but i can't listen to your podcast big brother like he calls my <laughs> And it breaks my heart because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, maybe when you're, like, 17, you could listen to it. But <laughs> So I'm thinking about, like, creating, like, a whole, like, compilation of, like, all the episodes. And then, like, gifting it to him on his 17th birthday. Like, here you go, buddy. A whole, like, Finally. he's only seven. So, like, I'm like, hey, you got a whole 10 time. years worth, <laughs> 10 years you. worth of Geeks of the Week all for you. <laughs> Have fun. That's, like, 10, 100,000 hours of content you can now listen to. <laughs> good luck Binge it. you don't listen to it all that's on you bud i'm thinking too because like 10 years from now it's gonna be like oh yeah like shang chi and avengers in game type stuff and like to him it's gonna be like vintage it's gonna be yeah. like oh yeah those classic movies that they <laughs> talked about back in the back in the days Oof. it's like a time machine yeah i know i don't even want to think about it yeah i don't even want to think about it yeah i'm already like brain. Somebody, I'm it's been going around like on a, TikTok this week of like girls being like, oh my God, I'm older than Chun Chi. Because in the year like that his yeah. dad meets his mom is 1996. And like, I don't know, maybe what? it's because I'm old. But like, Wait, I didn't know that. That I, was 1996? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was four. Yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was eight. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So like, I, um, I, but I've gotten so used to this by this point. Like, literally, I, I had this existential crisis when I was, like, 25. Where I was like, oh, my God. There's, like, some <laughs> little actors now that are coming up that are younger than me. Um, yeah. But I'm here to tell you, everybody who's listening, who is younger than the age 32, uh, this shit does not matter. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're fine. People yeah. uh, interact with people older and younger than them all the time. It's okay if you are yeah. older than um, a 21-year-old. It's all good. You know. You don't need to, you know, don't need to worry about it. I would, I would love to take your advice, but like as someone who's been watching like basketball for his like entire life and like for someone who used to look up to basketball players, yeah. like Kobe Bryant, he's, you know, these are adults playing basketball. <laughs> it's, it's, it fucks you up when you look at basketball now and you're like, these are kids playing basketball. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, holy shit. 90% of the league is younger than me yeah and like that that's fucking me up like really bad right now yeah so and i'm only 29 so it's just kind of like anthony i'm older than anthony davis <laughs> like that 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 fucks me up on a daily basis i he, not only is he taller than me but he could be my little brother <laughs> like imagine having someone who's six foot ten and calling him little brother like yeah. that's no yeah. i'm just i'm sorry that, no, i mean but here's the thing your heroes always disappoint you they always do. I mean, that's true. Um, that's true. And I've gotten to this place where when once you accept that your heroes can be younger than you, because your heroes are essentially, they, they're not real. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not yeah. real. It's like an imaginary construct in your mind. If you met them, yeah. you'd probably be disappointed by them. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think they're my heroes either. Like at this point, like I feel like, I feel like the Mandarin in Shang-Chi when he said, you watch how you talk to me, young man. And it's like, 
it's i feel like you know like you're out here doing like all these like big things like you're fucking like a world-class like athlete one of the best physical specimens in the world but if you if anthony davis probably tried to talk shit to me me knowing that like i'm older than her i'm like hey kid like (laughs) you you watch you watch how you talk to me (laughs) and i know somebody's probably listening to this like you would never say that to anthony davis i'm like no i probably wouldn't but like i could like like i actually could and he probably would be like he is you know he does pull rake in the age department <laughs> so you know i i think of this type of shit day like what would happen if i actually looked at anthony davis or even damian lillard and say watch it kid watch it <laughs> actually i think dame's like older than me but besides the point still <laughs> you know like that's that's how it is but uh yeah anyway um, this is supposed to be a marvel and zombies episode like it's like a horror it's a horror marvel episode because yesterday we got probably one of the best i still think the episode before is the best of the season but this is hands down probably like one of the best top two or even like top two top three uh marvel what if episodes and it was the zombies episode and it was good. It was it was the bomb, if you ask me. I don't know how you felt about it. But I, I, I really loved it. loved it. I thought that especially like story wise, um, it was it was very compelling and told a, a full and interesting story. And frankly, like I, it left me wanting more in the best way. I already have mm-hmm. I had tons of people commenting today like, oh, are we going to get a part two? Like, what about Thanos? I was like, no, we're not going to yep, get a part same. two. Like, it's not going to I don't think that's going to happen. But like also if you, like the the comics, like it's it just it gets bad and then it gets just really it, bad and it just keeps yeah, getting it gets worse. worse so like yeah. i don't think there's nowhere to really go with the story it's just gonna get worse like that's... i mean i do kind of want a part two or at the very least i wanted it to go 30 minutes longer yeah because i could have like, watched that, more that is one hell of a cliffhanger to like leave it off on like i feel like i feel like these last two episodes like the last like like between the T'Challa episode where they ended it on Ego showing up and then like, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. shit, like how are they going to deal with that? And now they end it with fucking Thanos, zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, with all the stones, save for one. I'm just like, well, sh- you can't just leave it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and <laughs> That's- back then we were still thinking that like maybe these universes were the same universe. Yeah. And yep. now it's like they're clearly not, but they still could be connected. But mm-hmm. I, I did, I forgot about that because I really liked that. I wanted to see where Star Lord would go if he got corrupted with ego. That would be really cool. Exactly, exactly, and like that's just a very interesting. And I, I don't think we're gonna get those stories, which yeah. sucks because I'm like that in and of itself is a very interesting story and it's like almost like it's almost a crime i think it's a crime to like give us a great story and then tease another great story and then don't show us that story like that you don't do that you just finish like i would have been fine if the zombies episode would have just finished off with you know t'challa and peter and (laughs) head scott just like we're gonna go save the world and then you know we're out of there right but instead you just had to be like Oh yeah, here's Thanos in Wakanda. First off, how did he get in Wakanda in the first place? I know he probably like teleported using the space stone, but I'm like, he's in Wakanda. Like, did he take over? Like, is Wakanda now no longer like a safe haven? And like, he has the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, which and come on, like Peter T'Challa, legless T'Challa, and headful fucking Scott. They're not taking out Thanos. Oh, they're no. not. Be- I'm sorry. They're not beating Thanos. No. Like it's zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. It's not happening. I'm surprised that so, they survived. Like didn't become zombies at all. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm surprised that we got anybody that's not a zombie at the end of the episode. 
yeah i mean i think technically i i i would say the only like true survivors are t'challa and peter because scott did turn into a zombie he just got cured true. and now he's just like ahead from futurama yeah but <laughs> but uh but he's like you know he's there with the cape and everything and i like you know the cape is a survivor i guess but he can't survive <laughs> but i'm just i'm just like really just looking like okay this is like the team that's gonna get clapped with a quickness like with a quickness yeah. like zombie like thanos was already like hard to deal with the is, is, is also thanos. he's missing a leg and i mean like he's surely like leg. wakandan technology like i'm sure he could get something but that's if uh wakanda <laughs> hasn't been turned into a nation of zombies <laughs> you know so it's like yeah. oh sure he's but, totally a zombie right now but uh, we also i was promised zombie talk outside of marvel we're gonna have to it's i'm so you don't yes no you know this about me i'm a huge halloween person and i'm a huge horror person and we got to talk about zombie movies in general because i'm just absolutely fucking love zombies i love them so when i when i told you we're gonna talk about some horror and some i did this for you like i did this for you because i know how much you love this so (laughs) (laughs) the smile on your face is everything we've been like talking about doing a horror episode that was like one of the first things we talked like one of our first episodes we're like we gotta do it yep and the, the gosh i'm hoping that we'll get i'm hoping we'll get to do a few of them because as far as i'm concerned september 1st is the beginning of spooky season so no it, no it, it totally is right it totally is <laughs> when i was at disney world like they already have like their like halloween stuff like up like there's yes. a lot of like halloween stuff already going down and i'm just kind of like well okay i guess this is that plus malignant is coming out this weekend yes. like spooky season is like fully upon us right now so like it, it just it's only right that after the marvel zombies episode with malignant coming out like the day after this podcast we we, we got to talk about some like zombie movies yes. and like really kick off spooky season with a bang because i don't know about you like zombie movies to me are like the most consistent in the horror genre like everything else in a horror genre i feel like you could just mess up so easily to the point where you're just kind of like yeah okay jump scare here art house horror here zombies you know exactly what you're getting whether no matter the range of like perfect zombie movies like train to busan or Shaun of the dead which i find to be a perfect zombie movie yes it's my absolutely. favorite zombie movie 100 but, but then you have like your your you know your zombie land twos like your double tap you you have like you know you, uh what's the what was the other one uh i saw this very bad one and i'm probably going to use this for uh, my week week that i'm doing where i talk about terrible fucking movies <laughs> but uh there was one called stripper zombies and i don't know why i watched it <laughs> And it was it was borderline porn. I'm not sure if it was yet, but Robert England was in it. So I feel like if Robert England was in it, it's not porn. So I think I'm good. But um, yeah, so like there, no matter what zombie genre, like movie, like the the quality, it's still a great watch if you ask me. Yeah. Like, even stripper zombies was a great watch because well, like funny. zombies have become such an ingrained like part of our culture like people just people just understand the zombie mythology they understand what what a zombie movie is going to entail but that still means like it's it's like become a facet like an understood facet in such a way that you can still play with it and subvert it and there's so many different kinds of zombie movies you can do like very serious very tragic and you can do like horror comedy really well with zombies um Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing like the diversity in styles and range that we get in zombie movies you know yeah yeah do you listen to uh do you know raiders of the lost podcast have you seen those guys yeah yeah absolutely Uh, so like 
a year ago they asked me that they were doing a zombies episode as well and they asked me to like list my top five like favorite zombie movies and i can't like i I probably could i think it was like night of the living dead like the original like night of the living dead um uh, shawn of the dead which i feel like is my it's it's the best one like of all time yeah you can't tell me any different yep. 28 days later yes. is another is another one. great one <laughs> 28 days later um i i will put zombie land in that one because it is so different uh-huh. because it, it's like it's literally the chill side of like <laughs> zombie killing you know zombie kill of the week we're out <laughs> to find a twinkie hey we're just in hollywood hanging out with bill murray in his house you know it's just very chill but it still has like the zombie like hijinks of like people brutally getting murdered and shit with the rules but i think <laughs> I'm, I'm always gonna throw this one in here people always look at me sideways scooby-doo on zombie island is a fucking great ass <laughs> zombie movie i don't give a fuck what nobody says dude i Scooby-Doo on, i just scary. watched um the original scooby-doo like the the first one um uh-huh. that james gunn wrote the script for um oh, on an airplane okay like the live action one yeah yeah and I, I was, was still great. I was. Yeah, I was like, it's, this is this is a great. solid and hilarious movie. And I would love mm-hmm. to have seen like the original script that wasn't so heavily edited by the studio. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I was like, man, this this holds up. But no, I know it holds up really well. I, it's still it's kind of scary, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like still Rowan Atkinson is in it. He gives a great performance. Yeah. Like there's like <laughs> yep. so many cameos. It's ins- it's like it's so yeah. Linda Cardellini is perfect as Velma. Yeah. Like, she's it's, fucking the whole cast. The, the whole cast, cast is, perfect. is like perfectly. Matt casted. Lillard is the whole cast. shaggy is is just the best casting maybe of all time. He became shaggy for like the last like 15 years. <laughs> I believe he voiced shaggy and because he was just that good in it. Yeah. Like, it. That's that's a great movie. Like don't Sleep Speaking on of Matt Lillard, um, we're gonna have to devote an entire episode to Scream. Uh, I'm not gonna bring it up here because oh, yeah. it's not strictly zombies, but that is one of my all-time favorite yes, movies. Yes, no, no, that's happening. That's um, happening. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, no, like there's there's so many zombie movies that I'm obsessed with. Like there's this zombie movie called um, Fido. Have you ever seen it with Carrie Ann no, Moss? I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right so now. So it's like a it's like an indie film, and it takes place in like the 1950s. Um, <laughs> And the idea is that zombies happened and people domesticated them by putting like (laughs) collars on them uh, and turning them into like servants slash pets. Like it's weird. Uh, So the ending of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's supposed to be like a class commentary um but it's it's a comedy and it's (laughs) it's really funny. I'm Um, looking at this right. I'm looking at a clip right now. Carrie Ann Moss looks really good. In the she 50s. looks great. She looks so good. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of this other one is that I'm obsessed with. It's like a zombie romance. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, warm bodies. Yes, warm bodies. Warm bodies. I love okay. warm bodies. I didn't know you like warm bodies. I, I think warm bodies like is is. I think it's warm bodies really is great. Funny. It's like yeah. a Romeo and Juliet type story where yeah. he's a zombie and she's one of the humans and like her dad is john malkovich <laughs> uh-huh. and he's like you know i mean you i'm assuming you've he seen like it. eats her boyfriend yeah he, he like he's eats like her he like wants and... to hunt him uh but that mm-hmm. one's interesting i don't want to spoil the ending but like it's it takes a different it takes a very different approach to zombies but it's also really yes. it's a really funny like it's a very clever comedy because it starts out where he's a zombie and he does like a narration the whole time. Like he's yes. sentient. This is my best friend. Like, yeah. This my, we don't really talk. Yes. Er, er, good talk, but like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I think yeah, that movie no, is, great. is so clever and so well done. 
I'm a huge fan of 28 I, Days Later. But I got to say, mm-hmm. 28 Days Later was so super interesting because of the way that it, like, completely changed the whole genre. Because, yeah. Yeah. like, I think that 20 Days Later now. zombies have become kind of, like, the standard They're like now. the normal zombies now. Yeah. yeah. And before yeah. that, zombies were very Frankenstein-esque. Like, yeah. I can't move too quickly. I can't, you know. Yeah, and I think I think with like the twenty eight days later zombies, uh, you know, it was it, it kind of like evolved from like oh they're corpses that came back to life, so therefore like they can't like walk, you know, their motor functions are still kind of like shot, so they can't really like move as fast or think as fast. Or whereas this, it's like literally like the their people, their people is just something that happens in their brain that makes them like ravenous and just yeah. like just overrides everything else like the rational part of them so that all they can think is eat yeah like, that's all it is and that's what makes it like more real for one it, it seems more plausible that that could happen which makes it more scary yeah and then <laughs> you know they're fucking like fast and it's like when, yeah. when you're when you're literally like when your brain is like overriding like the sensible like oh i'm tired i forget to be tired no you just have these zombies that are just literally like not slowing down because you know there's nothing telling them to stop yeah. so it's it's ugh, like just thinking about it it's it's a it's a very scary situation dude i it's a very scary situation like i i very i very visceral memories of like the first time i watched 28 days later and how much i loved mm-hmm. that movie but also like yeah it's just it's beautiful it's like gorgeously shot that opening scene yeah. where he's like walking through a deserted london is yep. like terrifying but also you're just like mesmerized you're like what the fuck yeah. is going on <laughs> yeah i mean it's all it also sets up like it it, it does a great job of depicting hopelessness yeah like just they just pure hopelessness like and it's very hard to like do that because you see like in the like in the beginning where shit really starts to go go down and you see this guy who makes the decision to fucking leave his family and protect himself and you're just kind of like shit like as as much as people would like to say like oh i'm gonna protect my family from the da 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 no when some shit like that is going down like more than likely it's like you're gonna dip like you're gonna fucking dip and you're gonna be like ashamed about it but at the end of the day it's like that fight or flight syndrome and i really do believe that a large part of the human race is going to choose flight because when you come into contact with something like that like with those type of zombies it's like what am i what the fuck am i i don't know what i'm dealing with like i'm just gonna get the fuck out of there and And like you know zombies are like inherently terrifying i think to people because it's it turns like it takes it, it's a horrifying concept that like you can reduce humans to our base animal instincts and you take the like ingenuity of humanity and turn it yeah. against you in a like rabid way. It's like it's yeah. really it's really scary. And like then it's... you mix in all of like the emotional aspects that go with it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like have yeah. you have you ever seen Cargo? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh my god, you've gotta watch it. It's on Netflix. Um okay. It is an Australian horror movie, and it's starring um, Martin Freeman. Is that his name? The guy, really, Martin Martin Freeman, the guy that's from The Hobbit. Uh, Oh yeah, this is Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, he has a wife and a baby daughter. So this is this was one of the most emotionally traumatic films that I've ever seen ever. Um, But it 
it is it was so it's so good like i really oh, i was i'm on it oh my god there's a baby yeah no yeah no it's, it's let me just tell you this movie broke me i also <laughs> i was a new mom when i watched it for the first time and oh, like oh no yeah um and you know i don't want to i'm obviously not going to spoil anything but like okay. there's not like there's not like it's it's not necessarily like the trauma that you think it's going to be um mm-hmm. but it's just it's 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 one of the most emotionally raw films that I've ever seen, uh, but yeah. I also just I really I really it's it's very tense it's it's very tense okay. and very good. I definitely okay. I recommend everybody watch it. And that's this it. what I mean about the the zombie genre is you can have a movie like that that's just like oh it's it's almost painful to watch, but it but it is great. Yeah. And then yeah. you can go to the other side of the spectrum and have Shaun of the Dead, which I agree is like literally one of the best zombie movies of all time. Yeah, see, the thing about Shaun of the Dead is that it, it it has zombies in it, but it's honestly a story focused on a guy maturing and finding, like, his calling in life. You know, like, yeah. one of my favorite lines in that movie is, like, you know, you got the zombies, like, beating on the doors and everything, and he says, like, I always wondered what I was going to be, like, I always wondered what I was going to be good at in life. Who knew I, it would have been, like like in the zombie apocalypse like you know, yeah like, like the fact that it took a zombie apocalypse for him to figure out like he's finally good at this one thing it's like well damn you must have been a total fucking slouch <laughs> and you know like it's just like little things in the movie where like you know there's a there's like a whole like tracking shot where he's like walking from his house doing this very mundane thing such as like going to the store picking up something to drink walking all the way back home and then sitting on the couch to watch tv (laughs) and then like obviously like he he's basically like a living zombie before the zombie apocalypse like even happens yeah and then he does the same mundane thing again but he takes the same exact route it's shot the same exact way except this time you see blood is on the floor a car has like like blood on its hands like a zombie is like coming towards him but he doesn't even <laughs> notice it like he opens the freezer to like pick up his drink and there's like a bloody handprint on it yeah and then the, the clerk at the uh at the thing is just like a zombie and he's just like sitting there and he just passes him the money because he always does and he doesn't even look at him and then he walks all the way back home and sits back down like nothing happened you're just like this guy's a fucking idiot like he's but it's so it's so funny and again like i think that some of the best social commentaries come from zombie Mm -hmm. movies because like it literally like how many of us just go through our daily routines like that like there's not even yes the amount of times i've talked to people who said like oh well you know something happened on my drive home but i just on my drive home i'm on autopilot so i didn't even notice that like this car was on fire next to me you know so then it's like (laughs) it's it's so relatable (laughs) like it's crazy it it absolutely is it absolutely is and it's just not only is the movie shawn of it like so funny but it's just it's just such like it it still doesn't sacrifice funny for being completely brutal in his depiction of like zombie violence yeah like, there's a there's a full scene where a guy gets pulled out of the bar and his whole innards gets ripped apart and then they <laughs> basically show you his like kidney his fucking intestines his head comes off his leg comes yeah. off it, it's it's literally not it's it's it deserves its r rating for sure yeah and and it's still like wildly funny and it's it, i think that happens literally 20 minutes after the scene where uh they beat a zombie with pool sticks to <laughs> queens don't stop me now it's yeah. like it's like it, it's 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 honestly like just so perfect and like it's and again it still doesn't sacrifice like 
like dramatic moments for for its comedy yeah like there's even like a scene where like you know they're they're waiting to pretty much die in the basement and you know he's just sitting there because you know everyone he's been around his mom's dead his best friend just got sacrificed himself he's just sitting there just like oh fuck like you know like his mom too is like and and with his stepdad like that whole exchange in the car is like so funny but also yep. genuinely heartbreaking and bill nye is mm-hmm. the guy that plays his his stepdad and they're just yep, yep. they play off each other so well but so you're great. also like am i about to cry like <laughs> <it's> so- <laughs> oh my god when he has to when he has to say goodbye to his mom like when oh he like has to, has to shoot his mom oh my god it's that, horrible that scene gets me that's and again and again it balances it balances like drama sadness and comedy because not only do you have this whole scene where he's saying goodbye to his mom but he can't bring himself to kill her so the other guy pulls out his gun and says i'll do it and then he pulls out his gun on him like no you don't kill my mom <laughs> and then nick falls who's his best friend just is like backing him up and yeah. so you have these back and forth of like i'm gonna kill her no you don't kill her <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing it's like this because there's so many social dynamics already at play in the movie and exactly. like it's so great because you put these existing social dynamics under this heightened situation exactly. and you, you get this amazing opportunity for these interactions and I, mm-hmm. I think that zombie movies in general can do a really good job at this but also like edgar wright is just so great and edgar wright is so great i'm so excited speaking of horror not zombies but for his new movie last night in soho Soho. his first Mm -hmm. real pure horror movie yes um which is it just looks so i'm so fucking excited for this movie i'm pumped for it i'm pumped for it. i love anya taylor joy and matt smith is gonna be in it yes. i've been waiting for like i love me some matt smith oh, like, looks... uh, for my do- hands up to the doctor who fans out there matt yes. smith is my favorite doctor like of all time and the fact that he's getting this like edgar wright movie yes. and whole like f- I'm so fucking 1960s like london vibes i'm i'm yeah. all the way in for this movie i'm yes. so excited also it is in. edgar wright's first film with a female lead which i'm i'm very excited oh. about Okay, um, okay. Yeah, he's I think that some of his films like Shaun of the Dead actually he's got uh the female characters are very well developed I think. Yes. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, he he hasn't like a lot of a lot of these popular auteur filmmakers that happen to be men also happen to not ever have stories that center around women. Yeah. But Edgar yeah. Wright actually he doesn't have as large of a filmography as you might think for as well known as he no. is. I think it's like no, no. it's no, like no. 8 not six, six, Let's see. six or eight. Let's see. He has the Cornetto trilogy. Mm. He has Baby Driver. He has uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. He has. Uh, he would have had Ant Man, but he doesn't. Right. Um. And then he has a uh, Last Night in Soho. And I'm think I'm blanking on one more Edgar Wright film. But oh, he has a like he has like a, a documentary as well mm. that I can't remember that people keep telling me to watch. But yeah, I think that's like only six or seven. Yeah. It's it's really not crazy. that much of it. Yeah. Which is he because he is so well known for having a relatively mm-hmm. small filmography because um, he's the shit but yeah i mean like shit, man. Shaun of the dead is is just oh God, i i i have to watch it at mm. least once a year like usually usually yes. more but yeah. i watch it like i watch it like two to three times a year yeah. because it's just it's just so damn good but there's this not there's two zombie movies that like i am absolutely in love with and they're foreign they're korean they're both korean you probably already if, know one if, of them if Train the other, to Busan. yes but if the other one is the one what is it 
a lie. I was. I have it written down. I can't. I guess. Okay. Yes, I'm so yes, I fucking. Yes. I, I should have. Why do I ever not like think that we're gonna be on exactly the same page? We're always on the same I page. I love that uh, movie. Always on it. Alive is so fucking it's good. So alive good. is so great. Like, like I mean, we we can talk about Train to Busan too because I fucking love that movie. But I'm just so course, thrilled that you course. said Alive right now. <laughs> fucking fucking Alive. Like I said this like when I first watched it. Like I honestly do think that Alive is better than Train to Busan. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why, because to me, and again, Train to Busan is like a masterpiece of like a fucking horror, like zombie movie, like don't get me wrong. But the thing that always bugged me about Train to Busan is that these zombies, like they're punching zombies in the head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, I don't really, I'm not seeing any like kill shots. I know that may sound small, but it just takes me out of it. Cause I'm just like, I can see they're that. literally pushing zombies out of the way on the train. I'm like, they would have died a long time yeah, ago and like they I do could, get swarmed like that just, a lot in that movie and it's like lot. oh i'm not sure a lot like dude just said like oh i'm gonna just cover my arms and just punch something like okay <laughs> um again it's still great don't get me wrong but like with a live like it literally just said like put this guy in this kind of like cast away kind of like lockdown situation put him like make his resources low in his own home put it 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 reminded me of like 127 hours but it put you in like the familiar setting of like being in your own space and in your own headspace and like the zombie apocalypse is just like how do you not only survive physically but how do you survive mentally and emotionally and like make those like type of connections and everything like what happens to someone when they're just basically like cut off due to this like pandemic or however you want to call it and these zombies don't fucking play either like these were zombies that were like like learning like like when you talk when you want to talk about learning zombies like they're not like the super fast like kind of like ravenous type of zombies but they're like you know still the lumbering ones but they open doors they climb fucking buildings like even um even when the zombie realized that the dude was using a fucking like drone that zombie was like I'm gonna fucking try and take out that drone because this is hindering my food. So it's just it that movie is just so so damn good. And I really feel like a lot more people need to like check it out. They do. I think Uh, it's I think it's on Netflix. I think it's like actually produced by Netflix. So I don't think it's it's a Netflix Netflix. film. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I love about Alive is that (laughs) I am an introvert. And that is a very realistic possibility for a zombie outbreak for me is I get stuck alone in my house. And like now I have a family. But like when I was younger, like living alone in an apartment, like especially being obsessed with zombie movies. um, Yeah, that was a that was a very real fear. And trying to figure out a maneuver like living in a city and being stuck in a in Mm -hmm. an apartment in a building that's infested with zombies. It's like that's that's terrifying. And yeah, Alive yeah. is actually, I think, a better partial adaptation of the book um, World War Z than the actual movie oh, yeah. World War Z. Because there's a story, mm-hmm. a, like the book is a collection of short stories, basically, because the right. book is the, the concept is like this journalist went around and talked to survivors and got their stories. Um, right. And it's not like woven into one single narrative like it is in the in the movie. But one yeah. of these stories is this kid in... I don't remember if it was in Korea. I want to say it was in Japan in the book, but I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Uh, where it's like, yeah, this kid who's like a gamer gets stuck in his apartment and kind of exactly the same thing, like has to escape. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I got, I, it's it's so good. It's so good. And it's more a, people need to watch it and talk about it. <laughs> absolutely. Like the thing that like, like even like I love, I love a movie with like a good kind of like setup or just like yeah. a hook. Like that, like, like totally get you into it. Yeah, so you already hook. have this, 
you already have this guy. He's just like a normal fucking guy too. He's like your regular like average Joe. He's probably like twenty somethings. He's like you know kind of like early twenty somethings. He probably had this is his probably like his first apartment. He just plays video games all day. Like he doesn't have a good diet. Like he eats noodles and shit. Yeah. And then like his you know was like he mostly starts empty because he like barely it was just mostly empty because he doesn't take care of himself. <laughs> exactly so like and then that became like you know part of his not downfall but like he looks at what he has and it's literally just kind of like a nutrigrain bar yeah. and like some juice and he's just like shit you know so it's but when the guy comes in and it's like this tense moment of like you know like i don't know what's going on but can i trust you and the guy's like oh yeah you could totally trust me and like his you see his eyes start to slowly turn red and he's like get the fuck out of my apartment yeah. or you know it's just it's one of those like like very tense moments to where like you're just kind of like oh shit it's gonna be like one of those type of movies yeah. you know what i'm saying so it, it and then like you know when he meets like somebody across the way who's going through the same exact situation and they like kind of form this bond and then it just kind of becomes this like are we going to like basically die in our apartments like not doing this or are we at least gonna like take a chance at life you know, so and that and that's what really intrigued me about like that premise is like the and there's always that moment in like every zombie flick where it's like let's take a chance at like living or else like the alternative is like dying in this place and just basically like you know going out with a whimper. But I feel like this movie does it the best because it's just kind of like you don't want to die in your home, <laughs> like yeah. in your home with nobody Alone, around, like that's just never being al- able to have contact with anyone like since something like this happened like yeah it's yeah it's yeah like a nightmare. so so yeah but train to busan like i really like train to busan because like it's the uh it's the claustrophobia it's like yes. it's 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 the claustrophobia of that movie where you're on this fucking bus and it, it train to busan is one of those movies that i can talk talk to like i talk to the movie mm-hmm. like you know you know i just have my popcorn and like you know as soon as like the girl like hopped on the train i'm like y'all shouldn't have let that bitch on the train y'all gonna get it now like i'm one of those type of people when i'm like watching it at home just like and then you see her like on the ground like convulsing i'm like oh get away from her yeah we're off and like you just like see this progression of like you could have did this you could have did that and now you're in this situation well and alive and train to busan are like great opposites i think because alive mm-hmm. speaks to our fear of isolation and our fear of like yes. existing in our own bubble to the point that it kills us and train to busan yes speaks to our inability to connect with others because it's like a polar opposite situation you're stuck mainly with a bunch of strangers that you have Mm -hmm. to then rely on to survive and like the whole like beginning of the movie sets up like how these characters perceive each other like you know you have the couple that like they're like oh like they're just together for the money and then you've got the businessman who like doesn't care about his kids but we like learn that all of these perceptions that these characters have about each other and that we have about these characters are actually false. And like they end up working together in such a way that like you would never, you would never get to that place with a stranger on a train. You would never get to that place where like you're trusting your life with them. But this is, these are the bonds that you're able to make when you, when you take yourself out of your bubble. And that's what I love about zombie movies is because like it's exciting and fun and scary and like this really out of this world premise. But it really speaks to like, really relatable human issues mm-hmm. and i I, exactly. I love it <laughs> yeah the, again like like and I'm, I'm not here to talk shit on train of busan like god forbid <laughs> i've already said i've already said that it's one of the greatest zombie nope. flicks of all time it's it. a masterpiece <laughs> i fucking hate it because i have some criticisms of it okay like what why do you even talk but, about like, it if you're not a fan juju come on <laughs> shut up 
shut up, all of you. <laughs> but <laughs> see, that's why this is why I hesitate because I know there's somebody in there saying like, "Oh, why are you even talking about it if you're not a fan?" Then, bro. Like, <laughs> but uh, like the thing that like really gets me is like I hate I hate dumb character moments. Like I really hate like yeah. d- like just dumb character moments. Like everyone always talks about like how the main character like dies and how sad it was and like how he fell off the train. I'm like. He didn't need to get bit in the first place. Like you saw, you saw the dude changing. You saw the whole transformation. You still stuck your fucking arm out. Yep. Like you, yep. you could have threw him off the train. This dude literally for the whole movie was pushing people out the way. He's caused numerous deaths throughout the whole thing. <laughs> and you're staring at him wondering why the fuck is it taking him so long to change? Well, you could have just grabbed his shit, chucked his ass off the train, and you would have been with your daughter chilling there were nope, you you're waiting I mean, you're you right bit. there there were i love train of busan but there were so many moments so many throughout the film with different the characters baseball kid where you're the just like baseball kid what are you doing this is the dumbest yeah. shit you could possibly be doing dumb shit dumb don't shit. do that you idiot <laughs> the fucking the fucking baseball kid really got on my nerves yeah. because like like i'm like first off you saw your boys you saw your boys become zombies yes. and you went through a whole like train just knocking zombie heads i'm thinking like oh you finally got over your shit but you know i know you like the girl but bro like yeah you just let yourself get bit In like you just let yourself bro maybe I know it seems valiant, but maybe prioritize your life over your crush. I mean, I mean if you look, can help somebody look, else do it, but you know, I'm not, look, I'm not going to be the person that's like, oh, you got, you got <laughs> bit by another human being in this weird, uh, there's people on the news freaking out. Um, you want to come to my house? Let me just, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> maybe I can patch you up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not happening. If that makes me a bad Star person, not. I'm sorry. I've seen too many zombie movies. You get bit, look. you're out. You could be my best friend. You could be my mom. Mm-hmm. Me and Star have an agreement. We have an agreement. You get bit, you getting capped within seconds. Yep. Like she said, please shoot me as soon as I get that scratch. Yes. I'm like, absolutely. You will not catch me over here keeping your fucking dead corpse in the bathtub tied up because I love you. Exactly. Like, no, Mm-mm. you're a zombie. What am I gonna do with you? Like, nope. I'm not, like, what are we gonna do together? Like, it's, it's. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I fully agree with the sentiment that when I hear people saying like, oh, like these disaster movies, apocalypse movies, like why do people want to live in these universes? I'll, I'll be honest. I like these movies. I like to imagine, oh, could I survive? Um, I'm probably, I'm if, I, if I find my, I'm probably going to just punch my own ticket if it comes to that. I don't need oh, yeah. to, I don't need to be, I'm with it. I, don't, <laughs> I don't need to be surviving a, in a world full of human, walking human corpses that want to eat me. That's too much. Mm. That's too much. Yeah, not like, sure. That's too much. Like <laughs> I've seen the wa- I've seen the Walking Dead. Those people are fucking miserable. The, speaking of yeah, I mean speaking of zombie stuff, Those, the Walking Dead. Oof, talk they're about fucking miserable. Yeah, like it's a horrible they life. Char- they, they 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 crack jokes every now and then, but I'm just like, no, the, these jokes come from fucking depression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, I like, want to be dead. Ha ha. That's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys like you. There is no. Like obviously, if you're a psychopath, sure, and there's plenty of psychopaths in The Walking Dead. Yeah. But it's like, like if you're out here cracking jokes, literally because you're just like, oh yeah, it's no different than like the regular world. It, the, the zombie apocalypse just brings it out. I'm like, bro, you are literally smelling corpse all day, every single fucking day. I'm sure you don't get used to it. Every other day, a very close friend, loved one is getting eaten brutally. Yep. <laughs> like this, yep. there's nothing fun about this. Like I would just be like, bro, like. I'm out like just 
just cut it. Like the world is done. Let's start over. Like let's. I'm if there if 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 reincarnation is a thing. I want to see what I'm gonna become next. Wanna, yeah. I'm ready to. I'm ready to find out. Yeah. Right now, because like I've seen some. I got. I got a question to ask you because what do you what do you think is like the worst ever like zombie death in The Walking Dead because they've had some pretty bad ones. I already have mine. I already have mine, but I want to know what's like the worst death from Walking Dead that you could think of. Oh yeah, okay, I got it. It's really easy. Um it's mm. it's the death that made me stop watching the show. Um it's when they're oh, in gosh. Alexandria. Um okay. and they're escaping and they have like that it's Rick and the like woman that she he wants to bone with her son who's like autistic oh, or something yeah. yeah um and yeah the kid they're trying they put the cover themselves in guts or whatever <laughs> and they're trying to yep. walk through and the kid yep. uh freaks out and starts screaming and gets yep. eaten alive in a horde of zombies and his mother yep. is standing right there holding his hand and she has to choose whether she's going to keep walking and so she screams and they both uh she and her son just both get eaten alive um and rick is like traumatized because this is the first person that he's had interest in since laurie and yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's um it's 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 so horrible i yeah yep that was the one that was the one where and then i tried to stick with it for like another season and that was the season where they fucked with me with glenn and i was like glenn is my boy how dare you first of all how dare you (laughs) so yeah yeah here's the thing like i remember that scene very vividly like i remember it very very vividly and like I remember the feeling of like going through the whole Alexandria thing and like, oh, here's a group of people who successfully have managed to avoid the zombie apocalypse. And Rick and them are looking down on them like, you don't know what it's like out there. You guys are like soft. You're not hardened. And I'm like, that's kind of what you want, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of exactly what you want. <laughs> and so at first I used at first at first I was on Rick's side just going like, man, these people are fucking weak. Like they're just they don't. What if a real zombie thing happens? Like they won't know what to do. But at the same time, I was like, no, that's honestly the goal. Like so. So like when that happened at first, I was like, yeah, eat that kid. Yeah, eat that lady. Because I'm just like. They didn't know how to deal with it, you know? But then, like, the only one I was happy who got killed was the older son because he was just a fucking yeah. jerk. Yeah. He was a fucking jerk. He shot Carl in the eye. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it when when the now when I think about it, when that kid got eight, I'm like, he was a child, like, yeah. who didn't need to see a zombie. Like, when, you, when we look at Carl, Carl is fucked up. Like, yeah. Carl was like really like fucked up in the head because he seen shit and had to do some shit that no child his age should have been doing. Yeah. And so like we look at Carl in the show and we're used to that because we're like, oh, Carl's a kid. But like, you know, he's a badass. Like, But then you look at a kid who's like younger than him and he's never seen a zombie before. And now he's put in a situation where he's surrounded by the things that want to eat him. Yeah. Walking death he's gonna freeze and like he he's going clearly, like, like paraly- he was at the very least like autistic coded like i don't know if they ever yes. went through it but like he was like yeah. he always had to go up to his room and like listen to his music and like he liked to be alone and like he liked to color and yeah. like you know he had like this routine he was like you know odd and, and yeah like yeah. i definitely got the vibe that he was like autistic coded and i was like yeah uh, yeah i mean i it's for any kid but for especially a kid that like has sensory issues like it'd be like oh my yeah. god and he was already on like the breaking point. I, I can't remember what he witnessed, but he was already kind of like not eating anymore. He was already yeah. kind of like, you know, not 
adjusting well to the new reality of like you know the world and because at first he was a very well adjusted kid like hey guys you want to come play with me and everyone's just like no we don't want to play with you zombies are out there man yeah. but you know yeah. And, and i remember he witnessed something that made him completely like shut down and the zombie thing was just that last breaking point where yeah like he had to go but not in the sense of like he was annoying but like it was just kind of like yeah dude like he he like he's not making out of this mentally like he's not gonna be the same so like they had to like get rid of him by eating him yeah but yeah that that was a very brutal one i remember that one very vividly the one that like still sticks with me and this is still during the whole like alexandria like these people are weak like rick's group is like strong type thing is when they go to a run like glenn and the dude from everybody hates chris tyler william james i believe his name is tyler james james tyler williams i can't remember but he was chris and everybody hates chris uh (laughs) fuck i remember this episode too good he 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 literally the episode before expressed interest in being an architect to build walls to make everyone safe and every time someone expresses dreams of being something they're getting capped like either either that episode or the very next episode and sure (laughs) enough they're on this run and glenn is like now the new leader of the runs or whatever and you know the guys who used to be in charge they were again they're weak they would always do like the wrong shit and so what happens is is like shit starts to hit the fan zombies show up and they get caught this is like a very well like done set piece so you know those like doors when you go into the mall and they kind of like you know you get in and it's like the rotating door yeah so it's it's one of those type of situations and like there's the fucking weasel guy who's like literally only cares about himself and so you have fucking glenn you have glenn and everybody hates chris in one compartment of the door you have the fucking weasel in every and the other part of the door and it's to the point where if one person like pushes the door the other person goes at the mercy of the of the zombies right yeah so like basically they're saying like hey we're gonna get out of this like just don't do anything until we figure something out and so glenn comes up with a plan the guy chickens out and he basically says fuck it i'm just gonna leave and so he when he pushes the door it opens up the door and the zombies take chris they drag him out and this I'll never forget this shit. So basically Glenn, Glenn has to watch on the window because the zombies put Chris on the window and they slowly rip him apart Ah. like on the window. And it's like extreme close up. Glenn is right there forced to watch the entire thing. Literally like they pull like his mouth like wide open all the way to his ear to where it just his head comes off. And it's just Ah. and and honestly my mouth did not drop watching a show so much like my mouth was like on the floor like i was just like and i was audibly screaming like no because like you know i I knew him from everyone hates chris and then when the episode ended the one thing i could think of to like make myself feel better was did you watch everybody hates chris no chance well i i I saw a few episodes of it but no not not Okay, well, everybody hates Chris has a a theme song every that plays out every episode, and it, every episode always ends with Chris losing in some way. And the theme song is "Everybody Hates Chris," <laughs> and that's like how every episode ends. <laughs> he never wins in any episode. Oh. So like at the end of that episode, like it was like you know dead quiet, and like it was quiet in our house, and I just went everybody ate chris (laughs) (laughs) my uncle looked at me and said shut the fuck (laughs) up 
I mean, you gotta, you gotta that find, you gotta find a way to get through it. You know that it, show. It was, it was my only way. Honestly, it was my only way. Realizing that I needed to stop watch that, watching that show was like just self care. It got to a point where I was just like, mm-hmm. it was the, it was the Maggie and Glenn season, um, where I was like, yeah. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't do this anymore. Like this is too, yeah. it's too painful. Um, and I, I, I've never looked back. I don't regret that decision at all. <laughs> I mean, after after the Glenn death, they, they really just started killing people off, like, left and right. Yeah. Like, left and right. People just started dropping, like, flies. It and was, honestly... It was really starting to get like, bad. The, the, see, the, the Glenn's death was particularly painful for me, not only because he was my favorite character, not just from mm-hmm. the show, but from the comics, but also yep. because that season before, they put him and Maggie through so much hell, and yep. the yep. fake Glenn death they was incredibly death traumatizing. Too. Uh, And then they finally barely get back to each other. Uh, And then they did that. And then like Maggie Mm. in that show. Oh, my God. Like Maggie is the most tragic character like in the show. Like she's lost absolutely everything. Her whole damn family. Had to see every single one of them die. Like she's all alone. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm going to I'm going to pivot because this is depressing me (laughs) 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 to one of my other favorite zombie movies. that's like completely different. um, Paranorman. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, something we can yes. we can smile about when we talk. <laughs> yes, I like Paranorman so much. I, yeah. I love Paranorman. I think it is such a cute little story. I love like a uh, animation studios, um, and I think I that prefer more that people, to Coraline. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's that I think Coraline. it's one of their. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was their actually their first independent film at from like a studios because I think Coraline mm-hmm. was they were contracted. Um, yeah, and I love Coraline. I love it's based on the Neil Gaiman book. I love it. But I don't. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I I don't get it. Like I, <laughs> like, I don't get I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I watch it and I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> OK, like, it, I don't know. It to me, it just doesn't have like the charm. I, I find Coraline to be just very annoying mm-hmm. is like a protagonist. And the only thing that like saves that movie for me is like, the mother like that's the only yeah, thing that like really yeah. truly saves the mother for me but everything else i'm just kind of like you're a brat i mean kid. i think Coraline is definitely a story that's like made for children it's like a it's specifically mm-hmm. a horror movie for children because right. like as an adult watching it you're like i mean yeah your parents are doing their best just like chill but like as an right. as a you know she's like 11 or 12 like as a child on the cusp of adolescence an only child right you know in your mind neglected from your parents like it's very much a, a child-centric horror story like what right. if you what if you met like the dream version of your parents and could have a, a world where you're the whole center of, of not just their world but the world but then they're evil like i think it's it's a very much <laughs> specific it's a story that resonates with children specifically um, right. Yeah. Well, Paranorman. Par- yeah. Paranorman. <laughs> Paranorman is, I, I think it's it's so awesome. It's like reminiscent of like the mm. Goonies and classic like yes. 80s yes. adventure movies. Um, I, I don't understand why it's not on everybody's like classic Halloween watch list. It's so good. I mean, it absolutely should be like it has like that kind of like Shaun of the Dead like like character dynamics thing that we were talking about whereas like each character in that like group has like a prior relationship that like informs like every scene like you have the the girl who likes this guy but the guy's not into her yeah and you have like two best friends and you, you know you have you know the sibling relationship and then like you also add in like the uh the the theme of like just being different just being different and like you know a town of people who you know are all about like conforming but then you have this kid who's just like 
I talk to dead people and <laughs> they're kind of my only friends, you know, because, you know, because I talk to them, which is the ironic thing. And then, and then like, you know, it, it ties back into like the past and like what happened. I'm not trying to spoil it if you haven't seen it because like it, it's honestly like a brilliant. Yeah. If you like haven't twist. seen it, you should definitely, definitely watch it. It's so good. And it, yeah, the story it, unfolds in a really, really clever way. It really does. And like it's 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 dark. It like uses like its dark like uh nature to like beautiful effect. Like it's for it starts off it just kinda like, Hey, like I talk to ghosts and shit. Like, but then it just goes like, Oh wait, this is actually kinda creepy. It's kinda it's yeah. kinda like it's kinda fucked up. When you when, when the more you get towards the end, you realize that there is like a darker like undertone of the whole thing. It's almost like what WandaVision tried to do with its Salem plot. Yeah. But it just that came off kinda hokey to me, whereas this one it actually like was used to like a better effect. Yeah. Cause but, the cause the movie yeah, takes place yeah. in in Salem and like the whole mm-hmm. there's like a whole mythology. It's got like a hocus pocus vibe in like the mythology yes. of the town. Um, yeah. but it, it is animated and it's, we, we mention um, Coraline and stuff because it's from the same studio, like a studio and they do stop motion animation, which as, as an animation major, I love animation. Stop motion. Stop shit, motion yeah. is like, it's, it's a, it's an art form that almost died because it's so time consuming and difficult to pull mm-hmm. off. But Leica is yes. one of the best. And, um, this movie in particular really uses all of like his movies really particularly highlight the beauty of stop motion specifically and they use it right. intentionally to add, to aid the story and yeah there's there's some really great scenes where like i don't think they could pull it off in in any other format other than stop motion as beautifully as they did right. um yeah. really big set pieces like it's surprisingly epic the movie yeah yeah no it's it's a small town with like a big scale yeah it's a small town with a big scale and the emotional stakes are like everything yes yeah like it has wonderful emotional stakes and as like a writer like emotional stakes is like my my shit like i I don't give a fuck about like some big portal in the sky give me like you know (laughs) give me like you know understanding of like this little boy who just wants to belong to his town or just wants to be accepted for who he is like i like that like and it, it it pulls it off beautifully so please if you guys if you ever get a chance watch paranormal i'm looking for where to find it right now so the I can way tell you, you just said because... i like that really reminded me of the joker like remember you know <laughs> i like that. i like that i like that <laughs> <laughs> you know once we like we we got to start like putting like uh like like little effects and sounds and everything yeah. like to yeah. just punctuate we need what a we sound say, just have the joker womp, just like, womp. I, exactly <laughs> i i like that i like that <laughs> So the only other like there's so many zombie movies we could talk about, but the only other thing that I want to address before we before we close off is um, Paranormal on Netflix, by the way. Oh, yes. Awesome. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then definitely watch it. You have no excuse. Watch it before Halloween. Um, Absolutely. Oh, my God. This cast. I didn't realize how great this cast is. Dude, The cast is so good. Like John Goodman, uh, Leslie Mann. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Christopher Mintz Plot, Casey Affleck, Mm -hmm. even though he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, But it's it's, it's a good cast. And isn't it the guy that plays Norman is that kid? He's he's actually kind of like famous now, right? Like I want to say his name's like Corey or something. I don't remember. His name is Cody Smith Cody, McPhee. Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like I, I know he he is pretty famous. I just know him as Nightcrawler. I was gonna say yeah, he's yeah he was Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, which is probably it, my least favorite. But he wasn't Let Me In, his. which is I remember him in Let Me In, which was an amazing yes. like, movie, which we can talk about like for this uh, spooky season because yes. Let Me In is a fantastic. Movie. Oh, we'll have to do a vampire episode too. Definitely. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. 
Okay, um, say what you're going to say. I, I like right. sidetrack. So the only, that. I just wanted to touch base because I feel like we should talk about the origin of zombie movies. Um, and I feel like that comes down to two films that were both adapted from the same source material and we had a modern adaptation, which is um, mm. I Am Legend is the original source material, the book, and Omega Man and The Last Man on Earth were the early films that were based on this. Um, Last Man mm. on Earth is starring Vincent Price. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend mm. it. It's really, it's, God, what year did it came out? Like it was like in the, it came out in like the fifties or something. It's like, uh-huh. it's it's very it gives very much I Am Legend vibes because it's it's based off the same right. source material, but it's just it could not be tonally more different. Um, and Vincent Price is always outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I what are your what's your take on like early early zombie movies? Because these I have actually never seen Omega Man, um, but I had seen mm-hmm. The Last Man on Earth and. Uh, I, I have, I, then I saw I Am Legend as well, um, which is a very yeah. traumatic movie for me, mainly just because it's, oh, really? it's very tragic. The dog was, was it the dog? It was, it was a lot of <laughs> things. It like, I went to see it in a theater and we were late. I went with someone and we were mm-hmm. late. And so the theater yeah. was packed. The only seats that we could get into were like in the second row. Um, and there's a lot of tension. I was, I was already very high anxiety level. And then I literally right, right. had to, that's like the only movie in my life I've ever had to like walk out of the theater. I just couldn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Wow. <laughs> but the well, dog scene, I later watched me- it all. Yeah, the dog scene was very traumatic. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I remember, I've never heard groans of, oh, so loud <laughs> than in that movie, than in that movie. Like, I think, I think if it was, if it was like top five, like, knows in movies it was that the dog and i'm legend and it was peter parker when he said i don't feel so good oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna have to rank the nose that i've heard in movie theaters before i think that would be a good tiktok video <laughs> but um i didn't know i didn't know i'm legend was that old of a book to be honest i didn't know that um but i think like when it comes to old zombie movies like i've only seen one and i consider it one of the greatest like zombie movies of all time that's night of the living dead yes romero and, you know i i feel like and i feel like that like kind of like not only did it set the tone for like zombie flicks but it set the tone for like horror in yes. general uh you know and it, it not it didn't it wasn't just like your average it's funny because it's like one of the first like kind of like credited zombie flicks but it isn't it doesn't like play by the zombie flick rules if that makes sense yeah because it, it does what we've been talking about with like all of our favorite ones and it like tells a story within this zombie apocalypse and there's kind of like this kind of like uh commentary on like racism classism and those type of things like having the main character be uh ben played by Dwayne jones like you know there's there's kind of like you know putting him as like kind of like your main hero and having other characters like react to that and then like he's trying to be the leader and trying to be but he's also like the victim of like these uh not only the like not only what he has to deal with like racism but what he has to deal with like the outside of like it's like oh do i fucking deal with the white people or do i deal with the fucking zombies <laughs> it's like like i'm trying to like come up with the best way to say that but i think that is the best way to say that he's just like he's literally put between a rock and a hard place yeah and like you know it it just makes use of like it has like guerrilla filmmaking techniques in it it's like it's one of like the very first like independent like films like independent horror films so yeah. it's like very scrappy it's very like raw it's very real and so like night of the living dead just doesn't it just felt like it was one of the very few like older flicks that I've watched where I was just kind of like, damn, I can see why this shit like changed the game. Yeah. Like, I can see why this this is like this stands the test of time. Well, George a. Most Romero, people would probably look at it and be like, eh. he like 
owns yeah. owns zombie movies. Like, I mean, yeah, we you know we talk about like how. 20 days later changed the game and zombies have become so popular in general there was like the early 2000s where like everything was zombies all the time um Mm -hmm. but yeah george a romero those movies really really hold up and i'll say this too most people know how i feel about Zack snyder but his remake of dawn of the dead is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite film of his like i really do think that that is actually a good i do like dawn of the dead it's actually a good film Mm-hmm. I, I I watch Dawn of the Dead like <laughs> a lot like I've watched Dawn of the Dead like I'm not even joking maybe like 20 times <laughs> because it's 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 such a greatly paced film the characters are great yeah. like he does that annoying thing with like his uh like with the cinematography and everything yeah but, like you know it, it works for like that movie it's, I mean I if all of his films were like that I would be so on board like I feel like that was yes that was back when he maybe couldn't like had people still giving him feedback that he couldn't say no to yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah but i mean i'm gonna you know. make this film look like 300 <laughs> even though 300 came out like a little bit later but still it's like yeah you know they all look the same but you know it, it's it still worked and the characters i like the character work in it i yeah. thought the characters were great yeah. like it has a great redemption arc yep in it like it has a great redemption arc and i just liked scenes where you had like the characters like at dinner talking about like what the world was like yeah and then eventually they're just kind of like it still has that let's break the fuck out of here and you know you have like the fucking bus with the chainsaw shit it's like it has everything you probably want in like a whore and like a zombie flick yeah like for real yeah and plus it's the fast moving zombies yeah. you have the fast zombies yeah. too so that's that's also like pretty dope which i mean so. i will say as much as like romero is king and like classic zombie movies are like they always you know respect what came before but they really did up the scary game with the fast zombies <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean that's but that was the thing because you always said to yourself like, well, damn, at least like zombies aren't fast, you know. Yeah. Pers- you know, if somebody said like, hey, would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or fight a werewolf or some shit? You you always w- could fall back on like, well, zombies are like slow, so I can always just kind of like avoid them or da da da. But no, not if you're dealing with like yeah. now the question becomes. Well, it depends. Are we talking Night of the Living Dead zombies yeah. or are we talking 28 Days Later zombies? Exactly. And that makes a world of a difference on what you're going to choose. And to circle so. back to, you know, come circle right on back, Marvel zombies and the, the zombies that they had in in What If are probably the most terrifying zombies ever because they somehow they have keep powers. their superpowers. <laughs> they somehow keep their powers. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's... I know. And it, I know. Well, here... The show didn't really touch on this, but the the comics are even they're sen- worse because because they're sentient. They, they keep remember their intelligence shit. and they, they keep, keep their, their intelligence. Memories. And it's like, holy fucking yep. shit! Like it's oof, it's a it's a, yep. it's a literal nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking about that too. Like they tease that they keep their intelligence a little bit when like Wanda saw the dead body of Vision. Yeah, but they, but that was like a tiny tease. Just like yeah. okay, she does remember something, you know. But in the comics, like they literally talk to each yep. other, like they're 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 they remember like, like what they've been Hank through. Hank Pym like, is like doing like he's like finding a cure as a zombie. He's like doing his experiments uh, as and a stuff. zombie yeah. while he's eating T'Challa because yeah. he recognizes that he's a zombie and he needs to eat. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, like oh, I'm gonna just pick you apart and that type of stuff. It's it's just like very. That's like not even fair. Like that's just like like literally kill me. Like, <laughs> like just... no, like that, and that's why I said this. I said this in like my uh, review of the episode. I was like, can you imagine like when Thanos' goons come knocking in Infinity War? The only the difference was was that 
the Avengers were zombies and they would have won. If the Avengers were zombies, yeah. that fight would have been over yeah. in a second. Because because they took them out quick. Like, Cole Obsidian and Ebony Maul were hard to take out yeah. when they were, like, in sound mind. No, when it was time to eat, they ate. Literally, <laughs> they were, they like, were like, not a problem. Good. And it was like, oh, yeah, we'll come out this portal. We'll f-. They they even had a better plan. Like, they used the portal to, like, take the repulsor ray and, like, yep. hit them in the back of the head, sneak attack. I was like, these zombies are damn like, yeah. and that that cap zombie knew how to fight like, yes. that cap zombie was fighting like i was like holy shit he got hands and teeth and can i can i ask you real quick i've seen so many people point out they're like oh like i don't think it's realistic that bucky would kill cap you know so nonchalantly shut up, shut up. cap was oh a God. fucking zombie he was a vo- i think on, bucky guys. would be like if anything like bucky would have grieved for cap already but he also would yes. know that, like, that would be Cap's worst nightmare, would be being that. Like, I don't think he would yes. feel, you know, he would take a moment. But also, like, we're all desensitized to it now. But, like, in every zombie media, you know, like, you deal with the threat actively and then you privately later mourn your sadness. Yes. Like, you don't, you yes. know, in zombie, if, you, yes. if you're going to start crying in the middle, you're going to get eaten by zombies. So, look. And Bucky seemed well adjusted to the zombie apocalypse. He seemed like he Bucky is already like a hardened kind of like killer. Yep. So like these zombies like he knows that these aren't his friends. He knows that like there's even a scene where like they kill Sam and he's like, I should be upset, but I'm not. (laughs) I did like that. So I I love that. I was like, that's fucking hilarious (laughs) to me. But, like, I, I think people saying that, I bet you it's those same people who think, like, Bucky and uh, Steve were, like, meant for each other, like, romantically. Yeah. And, that, and, like, there's nothing that they could tell them otherwise. Like, oh, he shouldn't, he should have hesitated. Like, no. Like, Bucky knows that it's time to kill his friends. Well, and the like, other he has thing, no too, is, like, I know that the comics have changed a lot. And, like, you know, this is a part of a longer conversation. But, like, originally, in the original comics, like, Bucky was, like, Cap's, like, kid's sidekick. So, like, I am always yeah. a little bit, like... I get that in later comics, there's some tension. I get that in the MCU specifically, yeah. I do think that there was some mm. tension at times. And I, I feel the same way about Falcon and the Soldier, which for the most part, mm. I feel like Bucky reads to me as a bisexual. But I don't think that there's yeah, necessarily I reciprocity. I and I think that there was there. I do think that there was some queer baiting in Falcon and the Soldier specifically. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily that I buy that like Sam is interested back in Bucky or even that Cap is yeah. interested back in Bucky, you know? And it, yeah. it, it always weirds me out remembering that like originally he was like a Batman and Robin type situation. Like he was like his yes. like kid sidekick. And I'm like, oh, it was weird. That's a weird, weird. I don't want to go yeah. there for romance. <laughs> totally. And like, here's the thing. Like I, I totally read like the, the, the by coding and Bucky, like absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can like totally see that. Like first off, he's a gorgeous fucking man. And second off, like, you know, just like the way he, I, I hate to like judge or anything, but it's just, it's just like, I can just kind of feel it, you know, yeah. you can just kind of feel it. And it's yeah. the same way you can kind of feel like Lupin and prisoner of basketball yes. is clearly written to be gay. Yes. You could just kind of like feel it and see it. Right. But in a way, I think people are really underestimating the power of a bromance as well. I mean, like, bromances get intimate like bromances get very very intimate like when me and my bros get together you you would think that we're probably like dating like (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie like we're we're very close like very close and we won't correct you like i (laughs) there there are instances where i 100 stand by that like characters should have been queer like um finn Mm -hmm. and poe i will 1000 percent always say it read it read as romantic it was yeah there was i like i really i i think that there are instances that look in the force awakens oh my god yes 
like when they go they and they like hug each other and they're like oh yes. like, and they're like so their faces are red and like it's it's there it's you're there a good man finn the way he bites his lip you're a good man finn i was like he looked him up and down like they, <laughs> these guys these guys are more than friends and they should have kept it that they way should have. yeah hey hey Y'all know what y'all should have did. This, that's, this actually makes me think that I don't know about a ton of like queer zombie movies. I'm gonna have to look into this. Maybe we'll have to. Maybe we'll have to talk about that another time. Something. Something tells me that there that there's at least one, but I can't remember. Something tells me that there's at least one. There but, was some good queer uh, representation damn. in The Walking Dead. I'll, I'll give them that. No, yeah, there, there was tons. There was there was some great yeah. ones. Tasha, uh, Tasha, I believe her name was, and uh, she recently got her head cut off. But you know, it's whatever. <laughs> Uh, but uh, before we go, there was this one that like I really wanted to talk to you about, and I'm upset that I didn't bring it up earlier. But uh, Little Monsters with the, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, Nyango. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to check it out. Absolutely, check it out. It's 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 like it's Shaun of the Dead, but uh, it's 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 hard to describe. It's like Shaun of the Dead mixed with Kindergarten Cop. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I the mean, reason why I'm intrigued. The reason why I say Kindergarten Cop is because it has kids in it, uh-huh. and so. But it's it's definitely like it's it's pretty much about like this uh this guy who's like a fucking deadbeat or whatever. And like what happens is is that uh he drops his nephew. He he pre- he pretty much volunteers to be a chaperone at his nephew's like field trip, and it just so happens that on this field trip the zombie apocalypse like breaks out, okay. and so because it's like close to like this base or some shit like that so like and it's brutal too like so basically Lupita Nyong'o who's the teacher she's trying to like distract the children and not traumatize them from effect from the fact that these zombies are eating people (laughs) and so she like to get them from point a to point b and protect them she makes little games out of survival tactics so like you know (laughs) <laughs> there's like a group of zombies like coming after them and they say hey let's play tag everyone and they're like yay tag all right we have to go in single file line everyone hold hands go 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 go, go. so it's just <laughs> but but at the end of the, but then she also like turns into a badass because like these are kids and she they're her responsibility so she has to protect them so she's literally like hey does everyone have their asthma pump? Oh shit, gotta go through the zombies to get this kid's <laughs> asthma pump. You guys stay with this guy and play like, I don't know, charades or something. So it's like, it's a really, it's really fun because you're literally, she's a hair away from like, like making sure these kids are not traumatized. These kids are literally this close to being traumatized for the rest of their life. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the, Josh Gad is in it. Who's like fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, I do like it's, yeah, so it it's a pretty it's a pretty great watch. I and I mean I love Lupita Nyong'o so much. Like I will I would watch her yeah. do anything. She's great. She's in it. so awesome. Yeah, she's great in it. She's oh my god. She she's needs beautiful. more leading roles. Such she's a big so crush fantastic. On her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I I I, I love her. I'm so not surprised. Much. Like literally, um, her her face oh is god. so perfect. Like it's just so like I just I I can't look at it for too long because I just get mm-hmm. overwhelmed. By how beautiful yeah. like her face is it's insane yeah um her face is like what sculptures yes point to when they say this is what beauty is yes absolutely you know it, it looks like that it needs to be like chiseled somewhere the proportions, and immortalized like forever. everything is just like it's it's like it's like godly yeah. it's like literally like aphrodite goddess of beauty <laughs> well I yeah can, not to talk about lupita's proportions we could, <laughs> well, yeah, just saying. you are not you just, are not wrong <laughs> oh, yeah, i'm just saying man i let me tell you like i've seen a lot of like kissing scenes in movies and there's been no kissing scene that like made me like jealous like i've never been jealous <laughs> when i've seen like the hero and the love interest kiss i was jealous as fuck of chadwick boseman when he got to make out with lupita nyong'o uh, yeah. and black panther i was like yeah. 
that son of, I really was upset. I was like, every time I, I'm like, that son of a bitch got Lupita. But I mean, let me tell you, <laughs> as a as a bisexual, um, bi panic is a real thing, and movies like mm-hmm. Black Panther, Shang Chi, not to change the subject, <laughs> yeah. but everyone yeah. in that movie is yeah. too attractive. That it's not yeah. fair. It's not fair. <laughs> and look look people talk about tony the young i'm like yeah tony the young um tony the young yeah fucking shang chi's mom i'm still i'm still thinking about her all the time i got my little funko pop oh of her God. i oh like God, love yes. her so much but yeah shang chi's mom is a baddie I just, like she <sighs> is a baddie and look she can kick my ass on first right? meeting like oh she God. can <laughs> she can kick my ass on first Especially meeting for sure his sister moments, too like his sister too ming ming yes. yes i believe yeah man she <laughs> I was like, Shung, Shung, your sister, what's her number? That like, whole, like everybody, it's just that, yeah. That whole family. Full of beautiful people. That whole family. Full of beautiful people. That whole family. I had a crush on uh, Aquafina for like a little bit too, like a weird little crush until I found out, like, until like I really like dug deep into like her black scent. Yeah. Cultural yeah. appropriation thing. But I, still, she's, she's I, I, I'm into her. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, don't I know. it's I don't definitely know. like not my place to comment on the, the Aquafina thing. I, I can understand mm. why people are upset. I definitely, I hope that it's something that she can just grow and learn from but i understand why people yeah. have issues with it you know i, I Look, i'm not gonna sh- grudge anybody for anything like that it's totally valid but yeah right i mean baby sound like Cree summer like baby <laughs> sound like Cree summer like I, i'll just say it like i remember i said this too when she voiced uh, uh sisu and raya the last dragon uh-huh. or raya the last dragon and <laughs> i remember making this like video this p- comparison i played her voice as sisu and then right after i played the voice of uh susie carmichael from the rugrats played by Cree <laughs> summer they sound exactly alike they sound exactly yeah. alike and i'm just like there's she's putting it she's putting it on it's clear but yeah hey, like yeah hopefully she learns from it so i because i do like aquafina i thought she was great in the movie yeah i think but, she's got uh, i think she's got talent i think that like i hear a lot of people say she's annoying and i do think that like that that to me that usually reads as like personal preference like yeah i think that there's validity in like the criticisms of of her past um but i yeah. but i do think that like she does have like one of those voices that people like to say is annoying just like it's very like low yeah. but then also yeah. somehow like nasally you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah oh you yeah know, absolutely you know so it's like i was yeah kind of unfortunate definitely not one of those voices that too people much be of like, it you is should not do audiobooks good. you know <laughs> like yeah too yeah too much of it is not a good the thing for sure yeah but hey if like honestly like have you watched the farewell i love i love the farewell, the farewell. I love She's it. She's great in The Farewell. She is And I'm really excited the for the future so. of Lulu Wang as well, the director of The Farewell, because mm-hmm. that movie was just really, really beautiful, and I love it so much. It was a beautiful movie. Yeah. Beautiful movie. Great performances. Awesome. Yeah. But that that's the podcast, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Like, we started off with zombies, and then we ended on The Farewell. You so know, I think a farewell. Let's talk about some stuff. Farewell. But talk about um, some stuff. That, that, is, that is the end of our podcast, but... Uh, our Patreon is live. We got stuff. Our Patreon is it's live. live. You guys got it's to happening. hear a little taste of our bonus episodes, but we don't just do bonus episodes. We're doing tons of bonus content. And actually, yep. we're going to mm-hmm. be hosting an event on Saturday. Uh, Saturday. A, a live Q&A. A live little fireside chat, meet and greet. On Zoom. Yes. Talk to us. And Ask us your questions. Every, hang out with us. Every patron who joins at any tier is going to be invited to this. So please, if you are thinking about it, we're going to be offering a ton of awesome bonus content. And we're going to be doing stuff like yep. this. Come chat with yep. us. Come have a good time. If you want to sign up, 
we promise we're gonna try to make it cool we're gonna try to make it really cool we're gonna yeah we'll try to <laughs> make it cool just just make sure just make sure you know if you want become a patron and then you'll get that zoom link and we'll pretty much be holding on saturday we can hang out with us talk with us and again we'll try and make it cool but we're just like you, you guys already know we're two nerds so you know we'll, <laughs> it's gonna be as cool as we're like you guys out. think That's we are so <laughs> exactly exactly so if you're into nerding out if you're like the cool guy or the cool girl or the cool non-binary non-conforming conformist yeah yeah it's not gonna be for you. but <laughs> but if you want to just sit in and laugh at us and from the back of the class also you can become a patron anyway that's right that's yeah <laughs> i am i'm very we, we welcome I'm comfortable that. in that space i'm comfortable being laughed at. <laughs> i mean people are laughing at us already true, so true I mean, it's the truth we're already used to it we're already it's all good but yeah so yeah make sure you guys check the links in our bio for that patreon link and uh just you know uh, as always follow us on all the socials tiktok twitter instagram yep uh support geeks of the week any way you can patreon is the biggest thing uh and also listening to the podcast and leaving us a good review so thank you so much for listening y'all yes we'll see you next week next week bye